Yeah, you definitely needed one of those after this week. Let me tell you something. <laughs> we Absolutely. definitely need them. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, a couple throughout the day and the week, and uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's going to buckle up, but buckos. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Buckle up, buckaroos. Let me tell you I'm something. I'm not sure it's getting any better. Yeah. Uh, but in other lighter news, there is football going on. Yay. And that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, football, fantasy football for this week. Uh, Dan, uh, how you doing? I'm doing very well, Chuck. I think we're going to have a football game tomorrow. I It's looking like it, even though... I'm not sure what the Niners are going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess let's jump into that first. Uh, right now, the co- coronavirus has once again reared its ugly head into the season in a major way. Uh, so it started with the 49ers Ken- wide receiver Kendrick Bourne testing positive. And then late tonight, when, uh, Wednesday night, uh, Brandon Ayuk... Um, their starting left tackle, Trent Williams, and Debo Samuel, who's already dealing with an injury, are all ruled out for the 49ers versus Packers Thursday night football game. Um, which, and by the way, they're also facing injuries to Jimmy G, mm-hmm. who's out, Tevin George Coleman, Kittle. and George Kittle. So, yeah, they're yeah. plagued in multiple like meanings of the word plagued right now, both physical injury, biological injury. They are, uh, I don't know who's going to play wide receiver for him. I literally have no idea because I think they were like released Dante Pettis. I think I saw that as well. I, I have no idea who's going to play wide receiver for them. I have some information on that front. Um, okay. cause I was looking it up when I got the alert as well. Um, I believe the wide receiver's name that I was looking at is Trent something. Uh, Trent Taylor. He oh, did Trent catch Taylor. Yes. Three tar- three catches on four targets in the game against Seattle. So he's at least played this year. So he's got that going for him, which is nice. Yeah, he'll have <laughs> seventy-five targets this week. <laughs> yeah, pickup of the week is definitely going to be Jordan Reed. Yes, because I think, I mean, it looks like he's trending towards playing, it looks like. Yes. And uh, Jordan Reed's good. Yeah, he practiced yesterday and I believe today. And because he's technically still on IR, they don't have to release, like they don't release questionable, doubtful, probable, you know, yeah. They don't release any of that. They just hold the IR tag until you are activated and then... and they also don't list whether you were a limited or full participant in practice because you're on IR. Hmm, so okay. interesting. In theory, he could have practiced fully the past two days and then be activated, which if he is activated, you can bet your bottom dollar. He probably was a full participant in practice. So yeah, and they need, they need him. So they're going to, they're going to, they're going to have him play. If I, they gotta if he can play, he's going to play. Yeah. They got to yeah. throw the ball to somebody. So Jermichael yeah. hasty is a play this week now though. <laughs> For yeah, sure. and I honestly, even Jarek McKinnon. They both, I think you can play them both. I agree. Yeah. Um, although I do think that makes Thursday Night Football a big blowout for the Packers. Yeah, but who's going to play running back for the Packers? Because A.J. Dillon tested positive. And then um, 
It's going to be. Williams is out as well because of it. Is it going to yeah, be? Yeah, it's the practice squad guy, Dexter Williams, is going to get caught up. Assuming Aaron Jones doesn't play because Aaron Jones, it's 50 50. It's a game time decision. Right. But it is a Thursday game. You give him next week, you have 10 whole days. Uh, I, I am right now working under the notion that he is not going to play on Sunday. So it's going to be, I think it's like Tyler Irving and, like you said, Dexter Williams. Yeah. And. Who, but, who knows? <laughs> but that just means a big day for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to be. They yeah. don't. They normally this would be the type of game that you go, oh yeah, I like the running backs in this one because it's going to be a blowout. No, no, no. Mm. Just <laughs> all the Packers pass catchers are, I think, are still good. Oh yeah, they'll get down to the two. That looks like a Devontae Adams fade to me. <laughs> first first and two from the goal. Yeah, it looks uh, like we're six, to me. We're six inches from the goal line. Yeah, better yeah. throw this one. <laughs> yeah, <time>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that pretty much covers the big the big headline of this week, which is mm-hmm. basically Thursday night game. Is we'll see. Depth is important in the NFL, especially this year. So yeah. let's see what see what some backups can do. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this before we move on really quick. You know, people always have the next man up philosophy, which I which I understand. Mm-hmm. But my thing is to expect a guy to just come in and replace a guy. If if that was truly the case, you wouldn't have depth charts. There would be no, no starters that you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason those guys are starters. They're better. There's yeah, a reason there's... those guys are backups. They're not as good. A... There's a reason you roster six corners and two quarterbacks. It's like there's a certain reasoning for depth behind how you're going to play. It's, it's like that's like, – I always hated that. Coaches yelling and stuff like that. Nah, no, not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we'll get to some of the more uh, – the other coronavirus cases because there are a couple more um, substantial ones or, or threatening ones, I would say. Mm-hmm. Impactful ones. That's that's the best verbiage there. Uh, but we'll get to that when we do our uh, game preview slate. Um, right. But yeah, just because that was late breaking, that's probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And headline number two, we talked about it last week. Uh, but this week, Antonio Brown is officially rostered and going to play against the New Orleans Saints. So... What do you think he's going to do, Dan? The normally, I would even even someone of Antonio Brown's caliber coming just in fresh off the street, something like this, you wouldn't think he'd do much. But we saw him do it last year with this quarterback, and I can't imagine a completely different, insane offense. Tom Brady's running something near what he had run. I think he's playable in 12-man leagues, 10-man leagues probably. He's a top. He's going to end up as a wide receiver three for me probably to high. I, I, think he, I think he has an impact. Yeah, I think his stats in that Pats game last year that he played in were like four catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown, somewhere along that line. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Arians already said that he's going to get snaps. He's going to play somewhere between like 35 to 60 snaps. So that's a big range. That's snaps plenty, that yeah, and, and I mean, thirty-five snaps would be enough for AB. Because yeah. even in that game last year, no, that was a different team, obviously, different head coach. But the place he was in, you could tell they were 
he was the first read on them design wise. You know, if it wasn't open, he wasn't open. He wouldn't go there. But maybe it's open, so they went there. So I imagine it's a similar looking uh, scheme. Yeah, and the Saints' pass defense isn't, you know, intimidating necessarily. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is there, but he doesn't. He'll be on Evans. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I yeah, I agree though. I think he's a solid flex play. I think you can put him in if to, if you, especially if you're in deeper leagues. Um, I have more questions depending on if you're in a league like the Bush League with eight teams. You might have some other guys depending on who's on your team. Would you start him over Mike Evans? Um, over Mike Evans, probably not. No. I think Mike because Mike Evans just gets t- he's getting red zone targets. Like he's not getting a lot of catches, but. Almost all of his catches are in the red zone, and they're a bunch yeah, of has, touchdowns. He has seven touchdowns. So it, you feel like at least some regression in that territory is coming, especially when you have another. AB's not Mike Evans as far as, like, throw him up in the end zone targets, but he gets red zone targets, so he warrants red zone targets. So I'm, Plus, I'm, I'm starting to fade Mike Evans pretty hard. Yeah, but Chris Godwin is still out, most likely out for this game. If Chris Godwin is out, then definitely not. If Chris Godwin's in, I might, I might take him out. But especially yeah, this, this week, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Marshawn, especially you said Marshawn Lattimore. I feel like Evans has a good height advantage there. Mm-hmm. I'm 100 familiar with Marshawn Lattimore's height, but you know he's, he's like a cornerback. <laughs> so uh, if they're throwing fades in the end show, end zone, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to give it to Evans still. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As far as those. Types of plays go 100%. Right. Yeah. So uh, moving on, let's do a full recap, I guess, of the Bush League. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, terrible. Again, you, nothing new. Uh, we're in the second half of the season now. We had we have a round robins. So everyone plays each other twice. And uh, once again, I lost to Luke. And I'm not going to lie, I was pretty upset about it. Pretty mm-hmm. upset because... I started Ronald Jones over Giovanni Bernard against my own rankings <laughs> and I lost because of it. And that made me upset. That definitely made me upset. Yeah. You can't, you cannot trust Bruce Arians with a running back. He, as soon as you screw up, you fumble. I mean, he saw like seven snaps after that or seven touches. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. And that's why this week I am starting Jerick McKinnon over him. So that's how that's mm. going to go. I think McKinnon, um, we, we had just mentioned, but yeah, I think it's a good play. Yeah. Uh, let me go to the uh, – uh, how did your game go? Who did you- I, complete blowout. Pap has murdered me. Well, he, well, he as I put on Twitter, he Dalvin cooked me, but not that it would have even mattered. He'd have beaten me even if Dalvin Cook had a normal pretty good game. He beat me 140, 149 to 94. My team was just a, a, Tevin Coleman, Daryl Henderson, Kenny Galladay. One, they're all hurt and just not doing that good anyway. I'm conceding. (laughs) I just don't want to get last. I do hope to beat. I played to Ron this week, and I hope to beat him so I don't have to pay the extra money. That's basically that's basically all I'm going for. (laughs) Well, you've got another competitor because uh, I'm looking at the game last week. This game's last week because Duran Rumble's Drunk Walk Home beat Ricky the Blue Moon Man. Mm -hmm. So Ricky is now also three and five. 
So both Duran and him are three and five. Duran could go on a little bit of a win streak here. We don't know. Yeah. You never oh, know. No, he, yeah, that's what um, everybody is kind of in contention because what are because you lost. So is anybody more than two games out at this point? Besides me, again, besides besides no, me, everyone is at least three and five, and I am five and three. Yeah. So everybody it's, else is fighting for the season. Yeah. And the other game, uh, Rumble beat Jesse 118-108. That looked like a good game. Uh, And Mm -hmm. Rumble won despite starting Carson Wentz. So, (laughs) Which I thought was a good play. I thought thought Carson Wentz was going to have a good day. I did too. I can't necessarily blame him. I'm not saying it as as a slight. I'm just saying Carson Wentz definitely did not do what you would expect him to do. Yeah. And so far... The big trade that Jesse and I made, the all of the players combined last week scored like twenty-two points. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Adam Thielen, Chris Carson, Clyde Edwards Alaire. <laughs> it was ugh, looking like yeah. a dead trade. That leads us into our next topic. That also leads into trade corner. The most recent trade in the Bush League, a blockbuster. Well, not I wouldn't necessarily call it a blockbuster player for player, but uh, by name, it's a blockbuster for sure. Yes, um, Ricky traded DK Metcalf to Luke for Ezekiel Elliott, which uh, I'll go ahead and put my loss on Ricky too because DK Metcalf went off last week against me, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> in you. <laughs> so I, I, even, I was I the first think about that. Yeah, I was the first recipient of that of Luke, who also, by the way, has Russell Wilson. So he got to start the Russell Wilson DK Metcalf combo against me. Yeah, he's got that stack for that's a dangerous stack for the rest of the season. Oh boy. Yeah. But uh, how you feeling about Zeke though? In in general, Art? Uh, not good because no, if yeah. I'm if I'm a Cowboys opponent, I. I'll stack nine against in the box against Zeke because I don't trust whoever they throwing in at quarterback. I don't trust whoever they throwing in at quarterback. No, try, put everybody on an island. It does not <laughs> matter. We are coming to get your ass. Zero safety, one on one coverage. Don't care. We will. Nope. We we got it. They're <laughs> so bad. Yeah, Andy Dalton's gonna look like Hercules coming back. Like, it's going to be incredible for this offense. Yeah, we'll get more into that when we uh, when we get into the game previews. Uh, this week, yes. I'm playing a Rumble. Uh, it's definitely an important win because both of us are in the same division and five and three. So I need to win this one. This is must win. Yeah, this is big. Uh, you both projected with solid scores. Who's the big players? Oh, he has Michael Thomas in. Do we think Michael Thomas plays? He's trending in the right direction, but mm-hmm. we'll see. He's done that before this year. Yes. If he doesn't, he's going to have his pick of, well, he can put Michael Thomas in the flex. No, he can't because he's starting two running backs in the flex. So... His backup is Amari Cooper or Michael yeah. Gallup or Emmanuel Sanders. He could go Emmanuel Sanders. Is he Emmanuel Sanders should be back, right? Yes, assume. he is officially off the COVID list. Okay. 
So I mean, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Cooper. Just be, I mean, I don't know. Whew. I'm playing against you, Rumble. If you're listening, but um, I would probably go Emmanuel Sanders. That would not. Oh, okay. So take that advice for what you will. But I'm serious. I would take if if Michael Thomas isn't playing. Yeah, I would take Emmanuel Sanders. Right. Then he'd be the one. Yeah. All right, Dan. So hit me up with this trade corner. What you got for me? Yes. Well, it's funny. Just speaking of Michael Thomas, he is my first uh, player in this. You are the owner of Michael Thomas. Would you give him up for Justin Jefferson and DeAndre Swift? Yes. Uh, I really like Justin Jefferson. Um. And I think uh, DeAndre Swift is starting to establish himself a little bit in that Detroit backfield, which I like. Plus, he's got PPR potential. He's um, a decent pass catcher, which in the Lions' offense is very important. Yeah, yeah, because they can't run the ball for crap. So (laughs) that's uh, something. Now, I I have a – because I don't know if I would, and, and hear me out on this. What if I replaced the name Michael Thomas with DK Metcalf? Then would you do it? No. Okay, because I'm not sure Michael Thomas is just going to, when he's actually back, be DK Metcalf. I mean, that that in your lineup. Or Devontae Adams or one of these guys that's absolutely murdering. Or DeAndre Hopkins, like, because you wouldn't do it for any of those guys. And Michael Thomas, to me, still is that. He just needs to be on the field. Eh, I just, I don't know. I don't have faith that he'll stay healthy. Mm-hmm. So, plus I like the Vikings schedule coming up. I mean, they've got the Lions and then the Bears. They've got the Cowboys, Panthers, Jaguars, Stretch. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, just the Bears in there. It's, that's about, that's the only problem. Yeah, so that is and they true. will play the Bears again during fantasy playoff time, so that's kind of scary. But mm-hmm. you got to do what you. I mean, you can't you can't get every week. Got to get the playoffs first for you. Yeah, true, true. All right, what's your next one up? Okay, this is kind of uh, seeing how you feel about Jonathan Taylor. You have that you are the owner of Jonathan Taylor. Would you give him up for Justin Jackson? I would not because there's a strong possibility that, you know, Taylor heals up, gets back, is the number one starter again. He can reclaim that role. He's talented enough to reclaim that role. Mm-hmm. Oh, he that, that that role is his. I mean, it's not Jordan Wilkins. He is just filling in. Right. Plus, Austin Eckler's coming back. At and as soon as Austin Eckler point. comes back, Justin Jackson has, like, no role. Josh yeah. Kelly might, he hasn't played well, but he's like a different t- style back. Yeah. Justin Jackson is Austin Eckler, but downgraded. So Yeah, yeah. He's like Austin Eckler light, light. Not just right. light. Look, you mean, because Austin Eckler's incredible. Right. Um, so that's, okay. that's... Comparable trade, though. If you're trying to buy a win right now, you might do it, because Taylor's nicked up, and, and Justin's got the job for at least two, three weeks if you need to, like if you're rumble three and five and need to make something happen, maybe you, uh, maybe you do it. But if you're looking pretty good, I'd probably hang on to Taylor. Um, 
The last one we have here is you were the owner of Dalvin Cook. Would you give that up for Travis Kelsey and David Johnson? I'm going to go with no. Because um, there's no way I have another running back on my roster that's going to give me Dalvin Cook numbers. There's oh, no Lord, way. no. Not even close. Mm-mm. Travis Kelsey is the number one tight end and valuable, but I'm clearly in a point where I assume, I don't know who my tight end is, but even though tight ends kind of thin, there's a number of guys who are in that second tier who have the potential to get me Good every, numbers. every week you stream a tight end, you're like, I see the pathway to them getting points. Like, like it's on. It's just whether any of that comes to uh, reality. Right. Fruition. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, I don't think I'm doing I'm not doing it. I think I agree. Just be Dalvin Cook's just a little too high in asking price. You know, he's he can do what he did last week and just win you a week against no matter who you play, basically. Yeah, and David Johnson, I mean, he's spotty at best, so... Uh, he's been pretty solid. He's He's been pretty good. He's been an RB2, I'm going to say 75, 80% of the time. So it's, he's he's been a quality running back. Yeah, we'll see how Houston does the rest of the season, too. But this I wouldn't is, do it. No, I, I don't... Like I said, Dalvin Cook's just a, li- a little too much. But Oh, well, that is my trade corner. All righty. So uh, let's get into this preview of games. We already talked about it at the top, so we won't do too much on it. But uh, first game right. on the slate is obviously a Thursday night game. Um, Packers versus 49ers. Uh, I, I think the Packers are going to blow them out. So I agree. The, I, I think we, t- we hit everything. The only emphasis on, I think, Jermichael Hasty is a good play. And then Robert Tunyon, what do you think? That's the only other question to me. And I think you got to play him because there's not a lot of other tight ends who get the number of targets Tanyan gets. So I, I agree. I, yeah. I, so yeah, I like Tanyan. Um, okay. Next. And uh, for San Francisco, I would not take a chance on one of those wide receivers, those mm-hmm. unknown names, uh, Jordan Reed and don't start. Nick Mullen or C.J. Beathard. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I don't. I personally think C.J. Beathard is better than Nick Mullins, anyways. But yeah, we'll see. And I'm in the Mullins camp. We'll see how this plays out. Yes. All <laughs> right. Uh, next game I have on the lineup. Uh, I'm going to save the game that I'm most personally invested in for the last of the one o'clock games, at least. So, gotcha. just FYI. Uh, Carolina at Kansas City. Um, this is interesting for sure. I think this could be a, a very good game. I still think Kansas City wins in the end for game flow. Yeah, Kansas City definitely wins this football game. But this is kind of one of those, see what this young Panthers team is really made of. Because I think they'll be able to really compete. But they 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 won't win. And... Chiefs, all the normals, uh, you know, Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, Hill, 
I don't know about Edwards Alaire Bell. You can run on the Panthers, but I'm not really wanting to start either of them. Because of running backs right now in the league, you're probably going to start Edwards Alaire. But I don't I don't feel great. How do you feel about him? Yeah, um I still think PPR gives both of them some value in this. Um and if Kansas City does go up early, I think you could see them get some opportunities. It just depends on how much of a fight, how long the fight is for the Panthers. Because they're coming off, they're, they have a long week because they lost on Thursday night last week to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think they're going to, I I agree they're going to compete. It's just, yeah, I'm not feeling great about Edwards Alaire, and I'm probably still not starting Le'Veon yet. Because I, I expected them to have a big game against the Jets, at least to get involved. And they didn't really do much of anything, so I don't yeah, see Yeah, that Jets game scares me, because... These, everything you just said, we said last week about that. That and they, they did. They got up early and then they just kept throwing the ball. Mahomes <laughs> just kept scoring touchdowns. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, on the Carolina side, um, I'm definitely nervous if I'm a Mike Davis owner because Christian McCaffrey might come back this week, and that might also. Oh, he's play. playing. It, oh, I, I bet I, he, he's definitely playing. He's he's likely to play. A lot of people think he's going to play. Um, that also makes me nervous about Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, a little bit. What's this offense going to look like with McCaffrey back? Mm-hmm. I think at this point you're probably because I do expect points in this game. I I think the Chiefs defense looks great, but I think. Like you said, they played Thursday last week. They got 10 days of prep. Matt Rule will have them ready to score some points this offense. Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves is going to show up at least a little bit. Um, so they're, it's just like you said, who it goes to. The pie is maybe not going to be as large as you would expect against the Chiefs with like a lot of points, but I think you still have to start them. Yeah, I think you start. I think you can start Robbie Anderson. Fairly confidently. He's been getting more targets. I think you can start Mike Davis in a flex, assuming you don't have a really good play, um, because he's still, I think, going to have a role, um, especially at the goal line. I could definitely see them being like, let's not have Christian McCaffrey run up the middle coming off an injury at the goal line. I could definitely see them being like, that's a good Mike Davis spot. That's possible, but CMC's so damn good at it. He always scores. Um, I mean, I I think Christian McCaffrey will get goal line touches. I just think they might be on, like, swing passes, play action. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah, get him in space, let him make a move and get in. Right, yeah. Right. Um, I think that's it for this game, I would say. Yeah. Uh, next on my list is Seattle at Buffalo. Uh, let's see what the Bills are really made of. Yeah, because um, their game was one of many games affected by weather last week. Mm-hmm. They ended up running the ball 
all three touchdowns they scored were rushing touchdowns, one by Josh Allen, two by Zach Moss. Yep. Um, on their side of the ball, I mean, Josh, the Seattle pass defense has been vulnerable, so there's no reason for you not to start them. Yeah, no, you, if you can't start Josh Allen against the Seattle Seahawks, you can't start Josh Allen anymore. So you, you have to start him with confidence this week, and if he falters this week and lets you down, you probably need to start looking elsewhere because there might be a problem, even though they keep – I mean, they're 6-2, and two, so good – it's it maybe Bears-ish now if that happens. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty good about Zach Moss. He's a, he's definitely – he's he could be low-end RB2 flex numbers this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and Devin Singletary, uh, on man out. Probably leave him on your bench. Yeah, I think I think the transition is. Last week was the the coming out party for Zach Moss a little bit. He was just as productive on the ground as Devin Singletary. Def, he gets all the goal line touches. He's the pass catcher, even though Singletary can can do it. He's the running back to own in Buffalo. Um, don't love him this week. He's like you said, RB three, low end RB two to me. So, yeah, startable. And then wide receivers, I mean, Diggs is going to get Diggs numbers. Uh, John Brown and Cole Beasley, I think both potential flex plays, depending on how deep your league is. Yep, and what you need. John Brown, at at this point, is a little bit more of a flyer, again, just because of the injury coming back. You might not, you know, he had been consistent earlier in the year, but, you know, post-injury. And Beasley's your floor, floor play if you just need 10-12. Definitely. Uh, on the flip side of the ball, I mean, you for un, in the pass area, you, you y'all know what's going on. Y'all know Russ is cooking. Y'all know DK's mm. cooking. Um, I'm a Tyler Lockett owner, so I'm like, yo, what what's going on? What do I need to do? Do I need to bench this guy? What's going on? No, but, you have to you have to start him. He scored 52 points or whatever two weeks ago. You had if you want that, you have to start him. Yeah. Which is very possible because, again, the Buffalo pass defense, not that great either. Not that great. Just not uh, that great in general. It's been a little surprising. Not, I mean, rushing as well. Yeah. Uh, biggest question marks coming into this game, uh, Seattle's running back situation. So Carlos Hyde is out. He's for sure out. Mm-hmm. Chris Carson is a 50-50 game cut time decision. Um, if he doesn't start, uh, Travis Homer is healthy and will play in this week is for sure. Mm-hmm. So basically Chris Carson, if he plays, it'll be him and Travis Homer. If he doesn't play, it'll be Travis Homer, DJ Dallas. Yes. And Homer did play last week. He was injured, hurt, or at least, but was active just in case I imagine something happened to Dallas, but he's obviously going to be more healthy this week. So I think he'd be more involved. But I do think if there is no Carson, I still start DJ Dallas. Do you start Travis Homer? No, I, I agree. DJ Dallas. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was really good last week. He was running back, I think, he ended up as the fourth in the standings if you do standard half-point PPR scoring, which is our baseline right mm-hmm. now. Um, just because, you know, we play in multiple leagues that have different scoring things. That's just a nice even keel yeah. way to go about it. And it's but, a bush uh, league. Yeah, so I I I would definitely start DJ Dow, assuming Carson's out. If Carson's in, I you're starting know. Chris Carson. You're starting yeah, you 
You are, yeah. although I don't feel great about it. Oh, I do. I think if he plays, he plays. He's done this before. I mean, we um, we hadn't started the podcast yet, but back like week two or three after he came off that other injury, he was like barely practiced, barely practiced, game done decision, came in, scored 25 fantasy points or something. Yeah, he was involved in the passing game, I believe, in the game you're talking about where he caught that like seam route touchdown almost. Yes. Um, yeah, so he, he he could be a good play. I just worry if they like are careful with the injury that he only ends up getting like 10 touches mm-hmm. and DJ Dallas, Travis Homer each get like five or six. Then it's like, well, that was, a it could, show. it could be DJ Dallas looked good, but Chris Carson's still way better. So true. True. 10 touches against the bills. He might, I might could be 15 fantasy points. Yep. Uh, next game that I have is, the Broncos at the Falcons. Uh, this is pretty interesting. I think there's a there's a lot of good de- to decent plays in this in this game. Yeah, what do you think about the like the Denver passing attack? How real is it? What is there anything you can actually start, or is it all just sit and holds on your bench and wait to see who's real? I mean, if this week, I would feel fairly confident. I don't know how real it is, but Atlanta's pass defense is not good. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, they're going to do pretty decent this week. Um, like if I have Drew Locke on my bench and I've got, you know, a quarterback on by, maybe I was starting Joe Burrow who's on by this week or mm-hmm. um, Justin Herbert who's on by this week. I, I throw them in there. I throw them in there. Just if you, if you've, if you're desperate, if you're in a deeper league and you, you know, need them, I, I would do it and feel pretty good, actually. Um, and Jerry Judy would be my and Noah Fant would be my number one. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Noah Fant and Albert O. I, I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce no, yeah. his last name, but both those tight ends have been uh, top 15 the past, I believe, two weeks. Yeah, Noah, he has it for, for the tight end position. A good floor. He gets five, six targets no matter what. He always catches like, I only had like three catches last week for 40 some yards, but at tight end, that's not, it didn't kill you. You didn't get one for six. So he's always startable. I don't know if I can trust, I don't know which wide receiver is going to get it. Hamilton is Pat, Patrick, um, Judy. And then the involvement of both tight ends is like you mentioned. And and then Melvin Gordon catching the ball in the backfield. Phil Lindsay catching the ball in the backfield. He hadn't done it much. But I just don't know if I feel confident enough to start any of them. I do think Drew Locke is like a, a QB2 this week. But depending on options and bye weeks and whatever, depending on your league, startable for sure. Yeah. Um, and on the uh, – speaking of running backs, I would, I would also say that Melvin Gordon's a pretty safe play, and if you're desperate, Philip Lindsay could be in there, but um, his role's been kind of inconsistent. Uh, when Gordon's not there, he gets a lot, and even when Gordon's mm-hmm. there, he's still getting touches. So I still think, you know, like I said, if you're desperate, you can play Lindsay, but I don't feel great about it. On the flip side, on the Atlanta side of the ball, usual, uh, you know, Usual suspects for the most part. Only big question is, does Calvin Ridley play? Yeah, that's, I mean, and if he does, you play him. You're obviously starting Julio. 
this is another one of those games. Like I don't, I, I don't love, I, I don't love Todd Gurley again, every every week. But if he gets a touchdown, like he's always been getting a touchdown, he'll be good. So you have to start him. Yeah, um, and if Calvin Ridley doesn't play, I agree with you. We were talking about this off air that Hayden Hurst is probably a big beneficiary. Definitely, uh, if you're if he's available, I feel like in more leagues than he should be because he's mm-hmm. a fairly consistent pass catcher in an offense that likes to pass. So I don't know why he's not owned. If he's not owned in your league, pick him up. Absolutely. He's Noah Fant-ish. He usually catches at least a couple, couple balls for some yards and sometimes gets in the end zone. It's like, there we go. Yeah. That's all you can ask for, tight end. Yep. All right. Uh, another 1 o'clock game. Uh, Houston at Jacksonville. Um. So... Let's talk about Jacksonville really quick to start because <laughs> Gardner Minshew's not playing. Nope. That means Mike Glenn is making the start. Well, I didn't think I thought it was um the other guy, the Cole Sumter or something. Uh Jake I, Luton. Yeah, that's who's starting. Ah. I did not know that. I thought it was Gar- uh Mike Lennon, but apparently you're right, Jake Gluton, Jake Luton. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm saying Luton. If yeah, I'm wrong, was... whatever. But you gotta you gotta earn your way to getting your name pronounced correctly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Especially Luton. on this podcast, white guy, <laughs> Luton. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, like so... It, same same concept though to what you the point you were making is can you trust this offense at all? And you don't want to start. I wouldn't want to even DJ Chark. I don't want to start this week. You're going to start James Robinson. But that's it for me for Jacksonville. Yeah, Jake Luton. Um, just a little bit of bio because I'm learning this at the same time you are probably <laughs> listeners because I did not know who this guy was. He was the Oregon State quarterback. He was a sixth round draft pick this year. Um, he apparently transferred to Oregon State, uh, where he started. Only his, I guess, his junior and senior years. Um, it looks like he might have gotten injured a little bit. Yeah, back injury his junior year. Mm. But uh, threw for 2,700 yards in his senior year, 20 touchdowns, three picks. So he had a good year for Oregon State. Okay, yeah. But he's a rook in I mean, the NFL. So Yeah, that's Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's behind another Pac-12 quarterback. This is true. Um, they're one. They're one and six. So, right. And against the Houston pass defense, that's not exactly spectacular. Point. Someone. Some wide receiver will have some points, but you can't start any of them. Yeah, I don't feel good about any of them. Um, I don't feel great about James Robinson either. But you got to start him. He's getting exactly. too many. He's gotten all the touches. So. Mm-hmm. Um. On the flip side, Houston's coming off a bye. I like Deshaun. Because yep. Jacksonville's defense is definitely not good. Um, I like Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller, honestly. Me too. Uh, I'm they interested. Were both, they were both top 24 wide receivers the last time they played Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I don't see any reason that doesn't happen again, at least near that. I'm a, I'm interested to see how Will Fuller reacts after not being traded because there was a lot of talks about him getting traded to the Packers. That ended up not happening. He posted a thing on Twitter that was like the kid with his hand on his 
face right. like waiting. Yeah. So yeah, I'm interested to see how he plays this week, but I mean, he should get catches and targets. So he's still playing for his massive contract next year if he continues to do what he's doing, whether it, wherever it be. So I, I expect him to still ball out if he can. Yeah. And then David and Duke, the running backs. Uh, <laughs> the D Johnsons. Yes. Um, they're definitely both startable. Well, well, let me clarify. David Johnson is a good running back to start. He's an RB2. Yep. Duke Johnson. Actually, I wouldn't start Duke Johnson. Yeah, I, I'm not starting Duke Johnson. I was waiting for it. Yeah, no, no, no. no. That, I mean, you know, deep, deep league, he might catch a touchdown or something, but uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, that's all I got to say. That's yeah, definitely. That game. Uh, one Another one o'clock game, Detroit Lions at Minnesota. This is another one of the COVID impacted games because right now Matthew Stafford is on the COVID-19 list. Um, meaning that it, but it, uh, we don't know what kind, like why he's placed on it. We don't know whether he tested positive. He was near somebody on the team near it, just someone else in his life that he had spent. Yeah. Um, Adam Schefter is reporting that. Yeah. That it was a high risk, close contact. So he hasn't necessarily been, he's not the one that tested positive, but, um, five days. High risk is five days though. Yes, it is. Which means he. And that happened, well, he was placed on the list Wednesday today, but that means he got a test today. So, yeah, assuming so that he can test play, he can play Thursday, Sunday. Friday, yes. Yeah. Okay. As long as his tests continue negative through Sunday morning, he should still play. If he doesn't, that, Chase no Daniel practice, is though. back then. He will not yeah. practice all week. But right. He's Matt Stafford, um, so I think he's all right. Yeah. If uh, If Matt Stafford plays... And Kenny Galladay is out, which is what it looks like because he's doubtful. He's definitely out. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. definitely has wide receiver 2-3 potential. He's going to end up as a wide receiver 2 for me. I don't know what – because he had the exact same setup weeks 1 and 2 without Galladay. It wasn't spectacular, but was fine. But now we're deep. And he's, you know, it's a little bit more Marvin Jones time. I think he has a good game. Yeah. Marvin Hall, the other Marvin on the team, also mm-hmm. potentially has a good game. I would feel pretty good about, actually, if Stafford plays, having him in the flex. Um, he's, a, he's a flyer. He's one of those high ceiling, low floor. He might only get you one catch, but it could be for 60 on a touchdown. Right. Yes. And, it, yeah. And against Minnesota's past defense, you know, that might, that might happen. Oh, I I would lean towards it, which is why I think you're right. I think he's he's one of those flyers I would definitely like to play. Yeah. Uh, on the uh, running side of the ball, I definitely like DeAndre Swift. Um, Adrian Peterson. Ugh. No, I don't want to start AP. I am starting him in one of my better, more important leagues, but that's because... Any, <laughs> yeah, oh, I can't <laughs> um, it's true, but I, I hope to get Austin Eckler back, and I'll even I pray to get Kenyon Drake back at this point. And I've been I've been railing on him for weeks. Yeah, um, on the uh, Minnesota side of the ball, usual suspects. Suspects. Yep. Yeah, I don't think you. I would expect 
Dalvin Cook to do well again. Not necessarily, oh my God, numbers like he did last week when he single-handedly put the Vikings on his back and told Green Bay to shove it. <laughs> yeah, he, he could literally walk around and say, I beat the Packers. <laughs> like, I, I beat an entire city. <laughs> he really could, though. He really could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Kirk Cousins, you know. He's the only question. He's the how you feel about quarterback. He's like Drew Locke-ish. Probably be a little bit higher than Drew Locke for me, probably. Yeah. And uh, I feel like he always does well against the Lions. I don't know if that's just in my head, Ken, and misremembering mm-hmm. things. But, yeah. Uh, One o'clock right. game nobody cares about. That's where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, all right, we've got three more one o'clock games. So let me get to the two that probably are less important, and then the one that I'm going to be agonizing over. Yeah. Uh, so uh, no, speaking of one o'clock games, no one, most people don't care about NFC East battle. The New York Football Giants at the football team. Uh, I like the football team here. Oh, me too. Oh, definitely the Giants. The, the Giants are the worst team. The Giants should be the worst team in a NFL in an NFL season. They should be the worst team, but the Jets are the Jets. <laughs> the Jets are a franchise. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I really love Scary Terry this week. Completely agree. Um, I think Antonio Gibson definitely RB two numbers. Mm-hmm. J.D. McKissick, if you're desperate, he's not consistent enough. And if Antonio Gibson is playing, yeah. But if you think what we think that the football team gets this done, then I don't like McKissick as much. If you think Daniel Jones has one of his fire games and they're going to be throwing the ball the whole second half, then there's McKissick. But I we don't predict that. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I especially, by the way, I wanted to circle back really quick. Uh, Scary Terry, I really like Scary Terry because he was named a captain this week. So that just means hmm. to me they love Scary T- that Terry McLaurin. And that means I, I just feel like he's going to go off. I just feel yeah. like. He'll be a football forever. As in he'll be on the football team for his entire career. <laughs> 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 Uh, all righty. And on the giant side of the ball, as much as we just said, we don't like Daniel Jones. Um, he gets rushing yards. So, I mean, there's worse plays to be honest. He's, he's ended up like QB 15. So like in that, like, yeah, I got a quarterback on by, I guess I could start Daniel Jones. <laughs> don't do that to yourself though. Cause then you have to watch the game and watch him play. <laughs> so, true. So, you don't, don't want to do, do it. Yeah. That's like the yeah. times when Mitch Trubisky was like having good fantasy dates. Like, but don't don't watch the game. <laughs> it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Mitch Trubisky, because I think everyone else with the Giants. I mean, if if Devonta Freeman starts, he's a flex play at best. Wayne Gallman drops if uh, if he doesn't play. Wayne Gallman. I mean, that's what we saw. I mean, we saw him and Gallman and Deion Lewis pretty much trade off drives. With mm-hmm. Deion Lewis getting more pass catches, but... I don't want to start any of them. 
I will start Freeman when I know he's fully healthy next week. If you know, if he's okay. Yeah. And I'm not starting any of the wide receivers. Sterling Shepard in a deep league. Yeah. I agree. And Evan Ingram again, if because tight end is is uh, I uh, listen. You're shaking your head, but yeah. In in he's gotten more than seven. He's gotten at least seven targets in five of the eight games. And tight ends, you, those are the numbers you that you like. Yeah, he he does. So you have to you have to acknowledge that he's in that category. But again, don't do it to yourselves because he drops like twenty yard balls. It's like ah, oh, that changes the entire tight ends week. And yeah, to the ground. Well, you mentioned him earlier. Now let's get to that game: yes. the Bears at the Titans. Um, boy, I don't like this game. Not boy, fantasy I don't wise. Like this game. Nope. This is an under for sure. I don't even know what it's at. Probably forty-seven or something. Uh, Tannehill is a floor play because he's he consistently seems to get fifteen no matter what. So if that's all you need, looking at your looking at your week, your odds are going to start Derrick Henry because you have. To, I mean, he's Derrick Henry. You're still going to start AJ Brown if you want them. He can. He's a one play guy as well. So um, I don't I start don't, any of the other. Tennessee pass catchers, though. I'm not no. starting Humphreys or Corey Davis. I mean, Corey Davis, if you had to pick another one, he would be the guy, but I don't like the play at all. What about, John, what about Johnny Smith? Because, uh, again, we just talked about tight end. I think you got to. I mean, Jared Cook had a day against this Bears defense last mm-hmm. week, so I think, you know, you've got that going for you. So, yeah. I... and. I'm just worried because the Titans, I mean, they were playing the Bengals. They should have won that game, and then they just they dropped the ball big time. Absolutely. Uh, that's their down week, though. I think they come to play. I think they win this football game, but I think it's ugly. I think it's 17-13 or something. Yeah. All right, now let's get to the 1 o'clock game that has my stomach churning. Uh, my Indianapolis Colts are hosting the Baltimore Ravens this week. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I will let you know that as a Colts fan, I am cautiously optimistic about this game. Like, I wouldn't necessarily bet on us to win, but I because I think the Ravens have lost twice. Let me let me let me jump in. Okay. I think you win. Right. I, I think you win this football game. I I mean I like our chances We've, because Darius Leonard is back, and our and another linebacker Bobby Okereke who, uh, you know, is not as big a name but plays really well. They make our defense a lot better, especially uh, on blitzes. They just make our my my worry is that we're so good in the middle. I feel like with the Forrest Buckner. Mm-hmm. And then Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke in the middle, Anthony Walker to our linebacker core, that Lamar can like just get to the edge and just start making plays. That's my yeah. big word. Um, but I, other I than think, that, I, I think you're going to be able to stop them. You're going to be able to do, to me, at least a little bit what the Steelers did, which is 
they're going to move the football on you. But then the field's going to shrink, and you're going to make Lamar make plays on third and whatever with his arm. And he hasn't done it this year consistently. It's been multiple games, and he's made, like, your defense is opportunistic like the Steelers where because Lamar, he's been throwing picks this year. You can make them pick sixes. You can make fumbles, Matt, you know, and your defense is capable of doing that. And I think they do that. And uh, Phillip Rivers looks better. And the little bit of news with this game that matters as far as that goes as well, too, is Marlon Humphrey is out on COVID. Yeah. And the defense is not practicing, basically, like seven or eight so there's seven players. players, I think, including, I think, Matthew Judon is the... Patrick Green, really, I know for sure. Yeah, both of them are not playing, which definitely helps our chances. Yes, I, I think that is... That's a big deal to me. Mar- yeah. Marlon Humphrey is a top three corner, probably, in the entire league. He's pretty elite. Yeah. Um, but they still got Marcus Peters. This is true. This but is true. the problem is they they don't know who are they going to put them on because the 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 pass catching for the for us is just so spread out. Exactly. I, I, this is a this is a really I'll tell you what for fantasy purposes get back to track for the Colts. Yes. Right. On the Colts side of the ball, we'll start there. Great Trey Burton, Jack Doyle week. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> Trey Burton for sure. Jack Doyle, if if you're desperate, but right, yeah, I, I, mean, I would definitely start Trey Burton. Yes, yes, because um, if especially if if even one of those guys don't play, that's a that he's gonna get those those touches. Yeah, Philip Rivers loves his tight ends, man. Yeah, um, I don't think you can start a running back. Well, maybe yeah. Naheem Hines might be the only one that I feel good about just because he's the pass catcher. And I do feel like... We, week one terrifies me. Because just we went off week one and they had like six touches in week two. and But it is deeper into the season. T- teams have changed. Yeah. Um, I think he is a kind of a flyer as well, like in the wide receivers. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I wouldn't start any Colts wide receiver. I wouldn't start Zach Pascal, uh, T.Y. for sure, definitely not. Um, Michael nope. Pittman is back. I wouldn't so, start him. Somebody's going to get it done. Don't know who it is. Yeah. One of those yeah. pieces. If I were a betting man, I would go with Zach Pascal. He's been our most consistent wide receiver. So if you're going to go with a wide receiver, that's who I'd go with. But. Yeah, that- I don't feel great about it. And Philip Rivers, you know, again, if somebody's on a buy and you're like, uh, I need a flyer, you could do worse. He's been playing well the past three weeks, but that, but if everyone except everyone's back except Marlon Humphrey, uh, I probably would. I I'd probably yeah, would. I, no, because I do think, I think you win the game because, like I said, I think you score at least seven non-offensive points, which is usually a big deal. It's in swinging scores. So yeah. Yeah, on the Ravens side of the ball, I think you got to still, even though Lamar had a terrible week last week and the Colts defense is good, I I don't know who you have that you're starting him over or starting over him. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I think you have to start looking at it. I think I don't think he has said it and forget it like 
don't you don't even look at who he's playing because I think this is a terrible matchup. Like I, I just explained, if you have someone else, I don't think any of the guys we brought up quite yet would fall into that category. But if I, I mean, he's on by, but like in general, if you had Justin Herbert or or Joe Burrow, they're both on by. Justin <laughs> Herbert's something. not on by actually. Oh, he's not. I thought I thought he was too. He's not. He, they are playing. Play the, the, I would play. That is actually Hart. our next game on the slate. Okay, well, perfect transition. The rest of the Ravens, I don't want to start any of the wide receivers. You're going to start Mark Andrews, and I like J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I do. I do too. I like J.K. Yeah. Dobbins more than Gus the Bus this week. Yeah. Uh, well, we just mentioned it. Next game on the slate, the Vegas Raiders travel to L.A. to take on the Chargers. This could be a this could be a good fantasy game. I'll tell you that much. I think um, I think it is. After the Raiders were in that rain-soaked, windy mess of a Miserable. game against Cleveland. Miserable. Yeah. Um. I think this week they uh, bounce back nicely for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think this just feels like one of those slow-moving games a little bit. You know. Because the, you don't have both defenses are solid. It's a division game, so there's going to be some some nastiness to get it started. But then the offenses just kind of figure the defenses out, and then it's it's just shots back and forth. Henry Ruggs has a long touchdown. Mike Williams has a long touchdown. Maybe I could see one of those happening, and then all of a sudden the offenses are exploding. Yeah, I think uh, Raiders side of the ball. You're starting Josh Jacobs. You're starting Darren Waller. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I think I my I with the wide receivers, it's kind of a I don't know if I'm necessarily starting any of them. It's just because just it just feels like I one of them's going to do well. I just don't know Timmy Renfro if it's going to be Aguilar if it's going to be Rugs. I mean mm-hmm. Aguilar could get a majority of the targets, but I don't know what he's going to do with them. Renfro might not get as many, but if he gets you know an end zone look like he did against the Browns, like, and rugs might only get like four targets and two catches, but one of them might be 70 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, to me, it's rugs. If anybody, because we know he has that ability. He was drafted in the freeze, the first wide receiver off the board. They want to use him. They had him in the offense before he got hurt at the beginning of the year and was, and was doing well. And it's just, not just finding his footing again, but is reestablishing himself, and I think taking hold of his place in this offense. So to me, to me, it's rugs, and he just got to do consistently, like yeah. he kind of was. Yeah, got some more wide receivers coming behind him at Alabama. <laughs> they are going to be in the draft. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw Devonta Smith at, at at half this past Saturday against. Um, they were playing Missouri, I think Arkansas, Mississippi um, State, I think. Mississippi State, Devonta Smith at the half had nine catches, 159 yards, and like three, tu- two or three touchdowns. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's and he was no Jalen Waddle. I mean, Jalen Waddle's out for the, I guess, for the year. Um, yeah, I was going to ask but, how much you think that hurts his draft stock, but they're going to draft not him. much. Yeah, he's definitely getting drafted. I just mean, is he still top ten? Uh, I mean, it depends on what kind of injury it is, but from what I guess people are saying, it's not that serious, that kind of long-term impact. So, yeah, so it's still top ten. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, next game on the docket, Miami at Arizona. Um, I like this game. It's not super fantastic, but I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm in the in the middle with this one. I think I, Dolphins defense is good, and I, I'm a little worried about the Dolphins offense. Um, Gaskins out. Tua looked fine last week, but it was the Rams, which is another good defense. Yeah, um, not a great team, but a great defense. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, uh, I I I feel like I like Breda this week though. I had a, he mispracticed today. Did you see the, why? I, I didn't see why. I just saw that he mispracticed. Yeah, but I was liking Brita before I saw that, though, for sure. I agree. Uh, I don't know why. Apparently, Brita has a hamstring injury. Oh, I don't like that. See, um, <laughs> now I don't know what to think. It, uh, and um, they have Jordan Howard and Patrick Laird as the other guys, I guess. Yeah, and they traded for DeAndre Washington, but I don't think he'll be able to play this week because of the COVID protocol. You have to wait five days. Or, yeah, come in, test, then five days, and then, yeah. So, I don't yeah. think play. Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise... So I don't think I'm starting any Dolphin. Uh, any Dolphin? None of them? I mean, which wide receiver? I... Nobody had more than, like, 11 yards last week or something. Yeah, but Devontae Parker... I did catch that touchdown. Yeah. Actually, Devontae Parker's going to get patched up with Patrick Peterson, so I might like Preston Williams this week. Or Mike Gusecki. This might be a... No, I do like Gusecki. I think that that, that's that's the play. That's the Dolphins' play. Yeah, I think the Dolphins' defense is good. I don't think they're going to scoring multiple touch, you know, get touchdowns like they did last week against the Rams. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I think Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are really, really good. So, yeah. <laughs> Two is going to have to throw this week, for sure. The Cardinals are going to score points. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of which, obviously, you're starting Murray. You're starting D-Hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase Edmonds. I think you're definitely starting Chase Edmonds. Well, yeah, I think I, I agree. He's he honestly has RB one potential. Yeah, hundred percent. He yeah. He look. It, I mentioned the eye test a lot. He passes the hell out of the eye test. He looks so good, so fluid catching the football, and just he's very very good. And despite being on a bye week last week, Kenyon Drake is still questionable for this week's game with an ankle injury. So I really love Edmonds. Yeah, Drake's not going to play this week. Next week's up in the air. Yep. All righty, let's go to blowout of the week. That would be your Pittsburgh Steelers against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm just going to say this off the bat. Don't start a Cowboy. Don't start a Cowboy. Done. You might be forced to, you might be forced to start Zeke because of running backs, but don't if you don't have to, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, because... And wide receivers, same thing, because uh, they are not starting Ben DiNucci this week just because they don't want to. Not not because of anything. They said, no, we don't want to start him. They, they saw Dalton, enough. <laughs> Andy Dalton has COVID. 
So he is on the in the COVID nineteen protocol. He's guaranteed not to play this week. So they're either going to go with Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush off their practice squad. I have zero information about either of those players, but I can guarantee you, I wouldn't. I think no. No, I think we have officially covered the Cowboys. Do not start anybody. On the flip side. Start your Steelers, baby. Start your Steelers. Yeah, 100%. Ben, great play. All three of the wide receivers, you can play. Someone's not going to get as many points as you'd like, but someone will. And, uh, of course, James Conner. How do you feel about Eric Rebron? I mean, I feel pretty good. That Dallas defense is terrible. He's a pass catcher. I mean, uh, he's there. He's going to get his same... He's going to have his same four-catch, 40-yard stat line that a tight end of his caliber will have. Yep. And it's just a matter of, does he get in the end zone or not, just like any other tight end. And with that Cowboys defense being so terrible, I mean, why not? Yep, he's got a higher higher chance than the majority of them. So I think he's a good he'll, – he'll probably – he'll be a tight end one for me this week, for sure. Yeah. Um, and James Conner, oh boy. Oh boy, he might be the number one running back this week. Yeah, he's think. got he's got top five potential for sure. Yeah, I think that's all you need to say about that game. Yep. Oh, I've just realized my laptop's at three percent. So. Nope. So we'll try and wrap up really quick. Yep, we got two games and over under. We should we should be able to do it. All right. Uh, really good game Sunday night football in New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Um, we already talked about Mike Thomas a bit. Um, Drew yeah, Brees. And we touched on A.B. and Mike Evans a little bit as well earlier. So, Yeah, Drew Brees is questionable. but Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. He, he was limited in practice. That feels like a veteran day to me. I might, that's my guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's much. But that but Buccaneers get... defense is tough. So I don't know if I'd love starting Drew Brees, especially without Michael Thomas, depending on Michael Thomas's health, to see how that flows. I agree. Uh and of course, they always there always could be famous Jameis in there, famous Jameis. Which for the wide receivers wouldn't be a bad. Th- I mean, fantasy wise, is not a problem. No, but I would, I I would love the irony of Jameis Winston throwing a pick six against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would definitely see them him relishing the opportunity to go in there, but I just think he would get killed. Um, on the Tampa Bay side of the ball, probably starting Tom Brady. You're, you have playing. to. He's been I awesome. Mean, yeah, even yeah, he's he's still had like 279 yards and two touchdowns against the Giants. But I mean, you would expect you would expect mm-hmm. them to win that game by much more. But, but that's his bad game now. Like that's that's yeah, that's a solid floor. That's I'll take that all day. And then yeah. the most annoying part is he gets those one yard rushing touchdowns plenty. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yep. And uh, running backs for the Tampa Bay. Um I'd like Fournette more than Ronald Jones. Me too. Ronald Jones, it's Bruce Arians. He, I, it, that's the reason I dropped Ronald Jones in the Bush League, and it's hurt me at weeks, at times, you know, but I just, I'm glad I don't have to deal with it. Yep. And final game, uh, did not expect Nobody. This. Nobody. Start <laughs> nobody. <laughs> yeah. New England at New York Chats. Easy. Yeah. Don't start anybody. Um, yeah, this is. I don't oh, even want to talk. About, I literally don't even want to talk about this game. I really don't. Um, Julian Edelman's out. 
So, and they just traded for a wide receiver from the Dolphins, but I don't think he's going to be there in time to start for this game. Nope. So, I've, yeah. I'm Nikki- dead serious. Don't start anybody. Like, you're not starting Jamison Crowder at this I, point either, are you? The only person I would start from this game, and I am starting him in a DraftKings lineup, Damian Harris. Oh, Damian Harris. Yes, you can definitely I, start he's Damian He's the only Harris. guy he's, he's established himself, even though the Patriots backfield is a mystery all the time. I st- he's been the most consistent. He's probably going to get an end zone. T- I mean, Cam Newton might. Cam Newton might, uh, you know, vulture one from him. All right, that's going to wrap up the NFL slate. So, Dan, let's go out, as always, with some over-unders. Oh, yeah, I think I got some good ones for you this week, Chuck. This one, because I'm assuming he plays, our our first one. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, over-under 20 fantasy points. Under. Oh, see, I'm over. I think he's back and ready to go. I, I I think he... He's old Christian McCaffrey. The, the shine is worn off on Mike Davis a little bit. He has not been fantastic the last couple of weeks, and they're ready for a, a jolt to their offense. Um, okay. Uh, in the same game, Clyde Edwards-Alaire over under 14 touches. 14? 14 touches, yes. I'm going to go with over. I, I agree. I think the same game script you had predicted earlier, where Chiefs are up, um, Rock, a little more traditional than last week's crazy jet explosion. Uh, okay. The Steelers defense over under five and a half sacks. I'm going to go with that stuff. I'm going to go with over. Over, okay. I actually put the under. Maybe that's just me. Like every every Steelers thing I do, just not not trying to get too excited. But eh, we get a pick. I don't know. We do it other ways. Um, okay. Marvin. And again, this is assume Kenny Gallo doesn't play, but it's really trending toward he doesn't play that multiple weeks. It's looking um, over under wide receiver 20 on the week. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the over. Now, over in I terms. Have, as in a higher, a, a better wide receiver. One through 19. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, I, I I agree. I think he has a I think he's a good week. Um, okay. Over under. One million viewers for the fourth quarter of the Monday Night Football game. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with under. Uh, I'm gonna take that as well, because uh, <laughs> I probably won't watch any of that game unless. <laughs> I I I don't I don't imagine that happening. Yeah. All righty. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, good luck in your games, everybody. Have a good yep. one. Have a fun week nine.